Podcasting worldwide from Vancouver, Canada. Welcome back to the Personal Process Podcast. The show that takes you through the growth, hardship, self-discovery, lessons, and stories of individuals who achieved success in their own personal path. Trust the process. we're going to do is I'm going to transition just to the rapid fire question before we go on to the next one, because I feel like if we were here, we would honestly probably talk for eight hours, which I'd love to do. But I mean, I know you're busy. Um, (laughs) So maybe perhaps in another episode down the line after we get the garage gym on mainstream media. So so, uh, for this round, we're going to do around a minute max, probably 30 seconds, just rapid fire. And if you are not wanting to answer a question or anything, no worries. We'll skip to another one. Sound good? Yeah. You, you might have to cut me off because as you've seen, I talk. So. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. I think there's a timer on the top left for us too. So if you want to oh. time it. Yeah. yeah. So my first question for you is what is the most favorite product you either have or have reviewed and why within that one minute? Um, can I do two? Yeah. Okay. So the the number one item that I think is uh, unique and specifically changed the way that we were able to lift in our garage, so me and my wife, is called a rickshaw. So mm. it's it's similar to a trap bar in that uh, it is. Uh, if you think of a rickshaw, like you know, like the cart that they pull right with people yep. in it, um, it. Uh, it has feet, you load the plates on, it's a box style and you oh, pick it up. Nice. And so what's awesome for me is, is I love to do weighted carries. So that's like a strongman uh, move, right? Mm-hmm. I can take it out to the sidewalk. I can load up plates since it's on feet, the plates just 45 slide on without any right. anything. Um, I don't have to worry about dinging up my plates. Uh, I love my plates. I don't want them to get beat up. It's uh, on the front, right? On the top yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, it's on the sides. Oh, on the uh, sides. Okay. So literally, like the feet are here, and then the post to load the plates is here, and your oh, plate okay. is like here above the ground. Okay. Uh, so uh, if you go on my Instagram, you'll you'll see it at some point. I I deadlift with it. I I uh, carry it. My wife does the same thing. So I even built my daughter a mini rickshaw because she kept. Dude uh trying to pick up ours and so so she's got this little little one that's now it's purple uh it was red and then she lifted too much weight and it was going to fall apart so i had to reinforce it and then so now it's purple so uh, the rickshaw is fantastic and then um the the lever gym i talked about just the ability to do so much many things in one space is just awesome um, and it doesn't have to be the lever gym. It could be anything that fits that build. Like I said, the, the inspire model would be the same thing. Anything. Value for space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So my second question for you, Joe, is what is one thing that you wish you knew 10 years ago, whether about home gyms, life or anything? That's a good question. Thank you. Um, that's what, that one's always tough. It is. It is. It's easier to ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good. Yeah, it's a very easy one to ask. Um, what do I wish I knew ten years ago? Um, 
I think maybe one of the key things, so this is hard for, yeah, let's go with this. Hard thing for me being analytical, being in my head, being introverted, et cetera. I overanalyze stuff like crazy. So I'm the guy who like, I'm going to buy a TV. I go on the AVS forums and I spend three weeks reading about all of the specific components and the this and the that and whatever. I know everything about TVs to buy a TV and then done. Like I don't, I don't need that information for more than six seconds. Right. I spent all this time. Um, and I do that with so many things. I do that with my diet and my training and my, the way I spend money and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm getting better now, but I think the idea that, um, I keep seeing lately and I've kind of learned over the last couple of years, especially with my daughter is there's never a perfect time to do everything. And if you keep waiting for the perfect time for having all the information for the whole deal, you're just going to never do something. So um, being able to sometimes take a plunge uh, and just, you know, maybe it's a leap of faith or whatever. is probably not a bad idea. Absolutely, man. Pull the trigger once the target pops up. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The, the two, the two biggest things I ever did that on uh, one was my wife. So we dated for almost a year yep. up in Pico. And then she had another semester left when I was done. And all logic would have said, okay, she's going to move back home and I'm going to move back home and we're not going to see each other. And we, we're only been doing this for a year and whatever. And so um, we'll just call it, right? That'll be it. And we'll just right. go our separate ways. Um, and I didn't, I don't. I don't know why. I don't know what exactly pushed me in that direction to say, screw it. Let's, let's see what this works. It was six months of long distance of me having to drive up to Chico every you know other weekend and whatever, um, which is about an hour and a half from where I am um, to make it work, to be able to see each other and the whole deal. And um, hating everything in between those, you know, every other weekends and mm-hmm. But we did it and it obviously it worked. And then the other one was buying our house. Um, when we went to go buy the house, they uh, they said, hey, we really want someone to move in before. So they had moved out. They wanted someone to move in because there were squatters next door. So they didn't mm. want the house to be empty. Um, and so we, we moved into the house while going through the short sale process, which was super scary. And then we gave up our apartment and all kinds of stuff. We moved wow. into the house that we weren't necessarily going to get and things could fall through all because we really wanted this house and yeah. it worked. We got it. Um, if I went back and tried to lay out the logical reasons why <laughs> I would do those two things, I would tell myself not to do those two things. Um, however, it certainly worked. So yep. I think occasionally you got to put yourself out on the line and you got to just say, this is, we're going to do it. And then yep. hope the best. So, yeah. And I mean, exactly like you mentioned, Joe, you know, like it's analysis paralysis. If you go down the whole, you know, research and all that. And then there's this one thing in psychology where essentially if there is too many options, it becomes yeah. super difficult. That's why in most you know fancy restaurants, there's like seven things on the menu and yeah. you pick from there because it's just easier yeah. to do it. And you're actually more content with your decision. 
yep. you know, because like when you go through the details of, you know, like, for example, the knurling or like where the steel is made or where X, Y and Z, then you're like, OK, so many data points. How do I even calculate this now? How much value am I going to get space, et cetera, et cetera. But yep. once you know, you, you got a good, good idea of it and then your heart's in the right place, you go for it. And who knows, you might end up married to someone who's a power power lifter or well, yeah. home gym advocate, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. She, she, she entered the competition this last year. She's awesome. aiming to be in the most improved uh, category this year. So huge. Well, I wish her luck. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, take a chance. Call that the, uh, the cheesecake factory effect. Is that they right? Have, they have like 9,000 items on their menu and no one ever knows what they want when they go there. So half the time you just end up ordering something that you're comfortable <laughs> with. You're like, I guess I'll get a burrito. Right. Oh my God. Right. You get the burrito. He's good factory. Or you get the chicken and rice or, you know, whatever boring thing. Cause you're just like, I can't, I literally can't choose between these 9,000 things. So it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I think I actually went to the cheesecake factory when I visited uh, San Francisco and I believe they had like an Oreo or like a Ferrero Rocher one. It's like, yep, there's way too many options. Let's go with that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Their, their menu is literally like this. Oh yeah. It's yeah. thick. It's yeah. thick. Um, Joe, for the last question, I have one question. So, other than yourself, who do you think is the most amazing YouTuber? And let's let's make it a little bit more specific. With that said, like not like you know like the top tier people, like for example, Coop and all that. But like, who do you think would be someone who's underappreciated that should get more viewers or subscribers? <sighs> underappreciated. Another um, topic. Yeah. Uh, so I work regularly with uh, John Greaves. So he's the, it's tech, I think it's technically John Greaves the third. He's the owner, CEO, et cetera, behind Garage Gym Life Media. Mm-hmm. So he does a quarterly magazine for the home gym wow. uh, community as a whole. Um, it's everything from programming options to uh, equipment reviews to interviews with companies and different stuff. He, I've, I've written for them, uh, for him a handful of times. Some of my right. reviews are there. Um, he's been very supportive of me since way before anyone should have. Um, that's one of the things that I like about a lot of the guys I work with is like, if you look at my Instagram, I think I have like 3,500 followers. Um, there's no reason why, like a, a girl shows a picture of her butt and she gets like 10,000 followers. Right. So Funny. me having 3,500 <laughs> says literally nothing about me. Right. Like I have no reason for anyone to put any weight into me from a follower stance. Mm-hmm. Um, these companies and these people who follow, who support me, who, uh, I guess see beyond that follower stance and see how influential I can be um, from being transparent and honest and all kinds of stuff um, are the ones who, I mean, I just, I want to give them as much as I can. And John was there from a very early stage. Um, as soon as I started putting out the one plus year reviews, he followed up with me and said, Hey, this is awesome. Like you're clearly attacking something in the market that doesn't exist and um, you're not doing the affiliate links and you're doing, you're, you're just doing it differently. Um, I want want you to be a part of this. Do you want to write for us? I said, sure, of course. 
Um, and that's, you know, like I said, that's not to disparage any other guys. Um, sure. Adam, Adam interviewed me really early on. I, I think it still is his Facebook, um, like header image, uh, has a picture of my gym with two other guys. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, I think I was either the first or second person he interviewed for his, um, garage gym spotlights. Like, so Adam was there really early on as well. Um, but John's probably for someone who does as much as he does as active as he is, as different as he is in what he's trying to accomplish. Um, he probably doesn't have as much street cred, so to speak, as some of the other guys. Um, I know the hard part is, is John doesn't really do any of the, the giveaways and things mm -hmm. like that. He's very particular in only connecting with and using information from people who are in the garage gym space. So all of his writers for the magazine are garage gym athletes. So he doesn't have programs written by the top coach but for right. a home gym person stuff like that so um Huge. so yeah so john john's a really good guy we we, we text on a regular basis um, Huge. yeah good guy so yeah sounds like a great person to bring on to here too um, i'm sure he'd love to talk to you very very interesting past he's, he's got military experience um oh, he, wow. he works uh i think like a night shift or graveyard shift or whatever so then that way he can do wow. what he with the the magazine and everything trying to build a brand and make money and the whole deal and his family helps him with it and um wow. all kinds of things so yeah that sounds awesome yeah, yeah. um definitely got to follow up with you off air about that one um so joe we're reaching the closing of our show which i've honestly enjoyed this really greatly yeah. so Great. thank you for being here what is your one message to the audience and any listeners or viewers of this program in any way that you want to take it. Do we want a garage gym focused? I, I want you however you like to take it. You want me to do one garage gym and one life? I want you to do one. Yeah, you, you gotta pick. Those are the analytical skills are gonna help you out. But right. anything you want, anything that you're feeling. Just in general, um, I, I guess I'd go back to those three key points that I said about you know uh, success in life. So for me, uh, again, it's that idea of take care of your responsibilities. Um, whatever those responsibilities are, you know, it's, uh, you, you can't, I don't think you can live a successful life if you're enjoying yourself, but you're leaving your family behind and your dog and your daughter and your whatever. Uh, if I'm off running around doing cool things, but they're suffering because of it, that's not, that's not okay. So, um, take care of your responsibilities, live a life that you enjoy, do as little harm to others as you can. Um, I think. I think if you do those three things, you're going to have a pretty good time on this planet. So, uh, hopefully uh, other do once we go to Mars yeah. from space, all that jazz. Yeah. You'll, <laughs> you'll, you know, you'll help other people along the way. You'll, um, you'll stay true to yourself. You'll, uh, experience some cool things. Right. And I, um, I get frustrated when people try and put, I, like we talked earlier, success as this, single defining idea mm -hmm. like oh if you don't travel what's wrong with you and it's like well some people are happy where they are that's okay exactly. that's not a problem 
Um, you know, oh, you, you're only a, a, a bag boy at a grocery store. Maybe they freaking love that job, right? Maybe maybe that that paycheck is more than enough for them to do whatever they do. That's awesome, right? Do that forever if that's what you enjoy doing. Um, whatever it is, like just don't don't squander and waste your time. Um, and there's again, there's there's different things to accomplish. Like a, a good buddy of mine, his whole goal with working is to make money. That's mm. it. Like he. He, he's, he's like, if I made a million dollars selling, you know, uh, horse supplements or, or, you know, selling, uh, gym equipment or whatever, like he doesn't care. Right. He's going to make money, whatever he's doing. Right. Um, I don't think he's going to do anything shady or anything like that. Um, cause he's, he's not a shady guy, but he's going to make money, but it's because he knows what his goal is. And his, you know, uh, what he's trying to achieve with that aspect of life. Right. He doesn't have a perception that he's going to get some um, life fulfilling, you know, uh, aura from whatever he does in his day job. So he's going to make money and then he's going to spend that money to do the things that he wants to do outside of work. Um, I think that's awesome. Um, Absolutely. I know, I know that for me, if I did a job that I hated day in and day out, but it paid me really well. I wouldn't feel good. Like I, that would be soul sucking for me. So, um, but again, it, that, that, that goes back to each of us defining our own success. So um, think about that for yourself. What does success look like? What are you trying to achieve? Um, where do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? That kind of stuff. And then you can start putting a plan in place to make that happen. Um, and hopefully you're able to, uh, accomplish that. The sooner you start, kind of like we talked with the the lifting thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if you start 10 years ago, you're better off than now. So um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's hard to be 50 and have three kids and a wife and not be happy with where you are and trying to yeah. undo that. Um, if you're there, I, you know, I, I'm sorry. Um, you can certainly do some stuff, but it's a lot easier to be 20 and to say, mm -hmm all right, this is, this is what I want my life to, to look yep. like. Um, so, and even if you're wrong at 20 and you completely change at 22, that's fine. And even if you're wrong at 22 and you completely change at 25, that's fine. Right. Like, I mean, you can keep reevaluating yourself and keep putting down different stakes. Like it's I a personal process. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mentioned, I, you know, I thought I wanted to be a pilot and I wanted to be a programmer and then I want to whatever. And so, um, yep. yeah, as, as long as you just keep, opening those opportunities that are put in front of you. And yep. Definitely. And and we didn't get to go into it, but I'm sure you've taken something away from all of those things, whether it's becoming a pilot or all of this. And hopefully for next time, if we have an opportunity to go on, we can dive more deeply into that. But, you know, life's yeah. a journey, ups yep. and downs. Sometimes it goes even into the page, outside of the page. But there's always little things that you can take and throw into the next steps forward that you wouldn't even imagine. Yep. And I think that's the beauty of the experience here. Yeah, I do. Uh, with my background in like project management and stuff like that, <clears throat> we always do what's called a postmortem. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, at the end of a project, you review and say, okay, what went well? What didn't? What should we do differently next time? What we, what should we continue doing next time? Right? The whole deal. 
Um, and you always get feedback from everyone involved. So all the right. stakeholders, the, the whole deal, um, and, and yourself, right? So, cause it's important to just write down what you think went well, what didn't the whole deal. Absolutely. And so, um, that concept, uh, carries over for me into life as a whole. Um, anytime I do anything, it's, well, did that, did that actually do what I wanted it to do or not? Did I, did I learn anything good or bad? Um, even in bad situations, working with jobs that I hated, I learned what I didn't want to do for the rest of my life or, you know, so, yep. Yeah. And I, I think I'll just end off this section over here with just a little something that I heard. I can't, I was going to say quote, but I can't really remember it. They say that in success, you celebrate, you know, but in failure, you ponder and you think and you learn and you reflect. And that's what actually drives us forward in life. You know, you look at a lot of people who are super successful from the get go, you know, born into super wealthy families, never had to really struggle. It, it's hard for them to understand certain things that other individuals who have had those hardships to go through. And, you know, it just makes individuals. I think the analogy that I like to give is, you know, with regards to carbon, carbon can be used for lead in the pencil, but it could also be pressurized to make a beautiful diamond. And that pressure is what I'd like to, you know, relate to the struggle of life. And you can be lead that you use in a pencil with the same material, or you could be a beautiful diamond. And if we're talking just purely value wise, I'd probably go with a diamond. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's uh, a, uh, there's a quote from JFK. So John yeah. F. Kennedy, and I'll get little pieces wrong, but it's the concept of like, um, the Chinese use two strokes to write the word. Um, I think it's disaster or something mm. like that. And he says one stroke uh, represents the chaos and, you know, turmoil. The other one represents the opportunity. Um, so mm. he says, never, uh, never miss out oh. on the opportunity to grow, learn and change from anything that happens. So Joe. like I said, Look, look it up and get the specifics. Yeah. Some it's it's in that realm. So I love that. I'm gonna steal that from you if you don't mind, Joe. Of course. <laughs> That's not mine. So hey, you're the first person who brought it to my attention. Yeah. Um. So Joe, I think we're we're gonna close off now. I think that's a perfect place to end the show. So I guess right now you have an opportunity. Shout out whatever you want. Shout out whatever projects you got going on. And uh, after the show, we're also gonna get the links. We're gonna throw it in the description. And yeah, floor is yours, my friend. Sure. Uh, so as I mentioned before, the easiest way to find anything about me, Google search, just gray matter lifting, um, you'll find all of my stuff. Um, anything on the internet uh, that's from me is pretty much that. Anything that's not is my boring personal things. And uh, I don't think you really care about my LinkedIn or anything like that because it's all just work. Uh, it's, it's, it's not as fun. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, uh, check out the garage gym competition. If you have a gym, if you're looking to set one up, uh, or you have one, you can check out Reddit, our home gym. Um, so yeah, uh, those are the, the, the three big things for me and my space for the gray matter piece is just like my personal aspect, the, uh, the Reddit piece, and then the garage gym competition. So that's beautiful. Well, Joe. I uh, thank you very much for accepting my invitation to come on the show. It's been nothing but a pleasure talking to you. And we, we went through various facets of life, you know, 
We went from the struggles. We went through the hardships. We went through you and your wife both working while studying and still lifting. I mean, that's commendable just on its own. It probably could have made its own show. But, you know, like we talked about that. We talked about the home gym community, how COVID's impacting it. And we talked about your garage or home gym garage gym competition and you know it the various facets of it from donating money to special olympics to the community aspect of it where not only is it a community where everyone's positive but it's easy to get into that was easy um and you know it's it's honestly just for it's for the community you know that's the big vibes that i got from it and yeah joe i mean honestly i I think we might have to have you back on because I've honestly think we just hit the front of the iceberg, but um, <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So my friend, thank you very much. And uh, to the listeners and viewers of the personal process podcast, thank you very much for tuning into another episode. And with that said, we are going to go to our outro. Hey everyone. I'm back after another amazing episode with another amazing guest. We hope we added value into your life so you could take the tips from this episode and fuel your process forward. If you enjoyed our episode today and think other friends or family members may also appreciate the lessons that our podcast brings, be sure to share us with them. Subscribe and rate our show so we know how we did. And always remember, trust the process.